it simple, really. Great stories with a good cup of tea. It's the Tea with Mike show. Tea with Mike fans, on this episode, uh, Quinn stops by. Uh, topics of conversation include acting, uh, photography, uh, the effects of the pandemic on the acting industry, and collaboration. So, grab a cup of tea, sit back, and enjoy. Alright guys, welcome to another episode of the Tea with Mike show. Uh, joining me for this one is uh, Quinn. Uh, welcome to Tea with Mike, Quinn. Hi, thank you so much for having me on today. Yeah, no problem. And so let's just let's just start with uh, what's your favorite type of tea? Oh, uh, my favorite type of tea lately. I've been uh, really all about like green jasmine tea, and then as well, I really like this is an India tea, which is really delicious. Mm. Awesome. And then so so, how many cups of tea do you, would you say that you drink per day? Uh, too many. Um, I would say at least two or three. <laughs> As I usually do. I don't know if you've seen, but I'll be consistent. I usually drink between six to eight cups, uh, especially during the pandemic when I'm when I'm at home. Well, having said that, I, I literally just got a a new a new job, so maybe uh, the tea consumption will um, drop a little bit. So I'll keep you posted on that one. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, I try to keep it down on the ones that I put honey and whatnot in but the jasmine tea I can just drink straight so those ones I definitely get upwards of like eight to ten cups as well <laughs> awesome yeah but but some, but sometimes if, if it's a healthier tea and that sort of thing then it's all part of um, staying healthy so that's a good thing yeah I think so and especially the green jasmine tea is good for you awesome and even, and even uh, as we'll find out later um even green tea in general is uh, is all the sources you look at say it's one of the healthiest teas out there. Yeah, good for hydration, good for clearing your body out, definitely. Awesome. So do you want to tell everyone a little bit about you and all the cool and creative things you do? Sure. Yeah, I kind of wear a lot of different hats. I am an actress. I just starred in the film February's Dog, local in Calgary. It was really nice to be able to explore local talent here and tons of really amazing locations that we shot on was definitely one of my favorite things about working on that set. And I'm also competing for Miss Canada this year. I'm a national finalist. The pageant will be in Toronto in August. So that's really exciting. I do boudoir photography. I um, I'm all about women's empowerment, really human empowerment. Um, so I do specialize in boudoir, trying to make women feel confident and show them a kind of different perspective on themselves. Uh, yeah, those are kind of the key points about me. Oh, cool. Awesome. So let's dive a little bit, in, first off, more into the uh, acting. So how did you kind of get started in acting? Yeah, uh, so I grew up on Vancouver Island, so somewhat close to Vancouver. I begged my parents to get me acting classes ever since I was a little kid. I started off actually being trained by uh, Adrian Huff. He was in X-Men. He's been in quite a few things, and now he's uh, he's actually in Sabrina, the new witch show on Netflix, okay. the kind of dark one. It's really good. If you haven't checked it out, definitely. I was surprised by that show and it's really, really well done. Uh, so I started off with acting lessons from him 
And then I took theater through school, of course. I did actually a few years back, I did a program, CGTV LA, with Adrian Armante and Phil Lewis. So that was in LA for a few weeks. I went there. It was really fun. We got to do a stage thing on Acme Comedy Theater. So we performed live there, which was really exciting. Adrian's actually coming back here to Calgary in July, and I'm doing his program again because it's kind of the Canadian version. So I'd love to always be involved and kind of work with him because he's just great. Uh, Yeah, so that's most of my formal training. And then it's just always been an interest. I met Paul Chinook, who created February's Dog on set of I believe it was Tin Star here in Calgary, but we worked on a few sets together. Heartland. Um, I'm not sure if he was on Hell on Wheels when I was on Hell on Wheels, but definitely most of the shows that film around here, we've at least been background together on. And he kind of contacted me over Facebook and was like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, not much. How you been? (laughs) And he had this script and it started out as a short film. And we just started talking to people, started filming, and all of a sudden this film has blown up. It is a feature film now. We are going to be in theaters, hopefully this fall, as long as COVID doesn't (laughs) keep the theaters closed. We're kind of uh, working with the theaters to find out when we can release it. So yeah, that's been really, really exciting and kind of a wild ride. And Paul's been great to work with and hopefully we can release soon yes that obviously the pandemic is is throwing quite a lot of loops into the world but especially in the events entertainment space is probably along with the restaurant and retail sector it's probably one of the hardest hit yeah i've even heard things about how they're going to be changing the way things are filmed in the future now um, not writing in any scenes where actors have to kiss and whatnot, which I think might be a little bit hard for romance movies. So. <laughs> also, uh, and then so so, uh, so did, did you, have you always uh, enjoyed doing acting? Like just kind of going back to your school days, was it one of your kind of favorite subjects? Yeah, it really was. I always was in theater growing up. I um, I remember one of the hardest theater plays I ever did was Good Night Desdemona, Good Morning Juliet. I had 193 lines, but they were all in Shakespearean text. Ouch. Oh, it was one of the most difficult things I've done, but I, <laughs> I definitely was so proud of the fact that I got through it and remembered it, and it's been fun ever since. Also, also we... Uh, we have something in common, and so I'm originally from England. I kind of loved the loved the uh, theater. Started off um, as an actor and was in some musicals like Sound of Music, Oliver Twist. I did some sh- oh. Shakespeare, which is uh, super difficult, like Duchess of Malfi and a couple of other ones. So acting's always been a big part of uh, my life uh, today. And I want I I once got to perform at the at the Georgian Theatre Royale, which is Wow. a Georgian uh, theatre in its original form and that's like su- super cool you got all the old royal boxes and the, the wooden stage and the creaky, creaky stairs coming up to the stage and the chandelier and the original backdrops is really uh, 
so neat. I would love to perform in a theater like that. You know, I haven't actually done theater work in a long time. I've mostly done film or modeling, and I just haven't done theater in a long time. It would be great to kind of get back into it. You got me thinking. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, and then, so, and then so, so did some acting, and then I kind of transitioned into the technical side of theater. And then so, so, so I did a theater and entertainment production at yeah. Red College and did some work in the events industry for a couple of years. And then took a break and then kind of went into the media and communication side. So I definitely have a performance background too. So that's totally relatable. So, so do you want to uh, dive a little deeper into uh, February Dog? Kind of what's it, what's it about? Why people should watch it? Where can they see it? All that, those sorts of things. Uh-huh. Definitely. Um, So, of course, it's not released yet. We do have the first cut of a trailer up on YouTube, and you guys can just literally type in February's dog trailer, and that will come up. Um, That is just the first cut. Uh, We will be releasing a few different trailers and whatnot to kind of keep you guys in the loop and show you guys as much content as we can without giving anything away. I'm actually also doing a live podcast show, um, video show every Wednesday at 5 p.m. on the February's Dog Facebook page. Uh, I believe we're going to be linking that as well to our YouTube channel, uh, but definitely you can tune in live. I really encourage people to jump on and ask questions. Today I'm going to be interviewing Uh, Paul Chinook and every week I'm just going to have somebody different sometimes it's going to be cast members sometimes it's going to be other people and the discussion is always going to be based around mental health and awareness the thing about February's dog is we are really trying to create a platform we don't want this to just be a movie of course the movie aspect of it was really exciting and really important to us and the entire project and working with the team was great but we do want to make it a movement and that is important to us. It's especially really important to me that I can try to make an impact in my community, in society and to each person I meet. I really try to, when I meet somebody, I look at them and I say, okay, what are your goals? How can I work with you and how can we maybe collaborate and have a mutually beneficial relationship? I truly believe that if you work really hard with everyone you meet, that you'll all attain success together a lot faster. Um, I feel like a lot of people have it on their mind that if, oh, if I help that person with their success, that's gonna affect my success. And I just don't believe that. I think that if you spend time building each other up, you're all gonna grow so much faster. Yeah, so that's kind of what we're trying to do with February's dog, and that's the platform we're trying to create. And so far it's been amazing how many people are willing to support and willing to get involved and even just people reaching out and messaging and being like, thank you so much for creating awareness about this. So I'm really proud of that. Yeah, yeah I think that's what the, uh, the world kind of needs more of right now is uh, more more creativity in any way, shape or form, like kind of more pos- positivity and because right now like 90 percent of what you see on social media on the television on your computer all all of the above is COVID-19 or or, or budget cuts or crime unfortunately yeah it's it is unfortunate and hopefully you know I I do also believe that it's like you get what you put out 
And I think that the more positivity you get out, the more that you'll get it back. But that's also creating more positivity. So that's something I'm focusing on. Awesome. So so then obviously you mentioned that you do a live podcast every uh, Wednesday. It, uh, how did that how how did that start? Was it based off the fact that you um, you and the creative team and everyone else involved want want to create a movement? So it was kind of considered an idea, another like avenue sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. We were kind of brainstorming, and I've wanted to have a podcast for a very long time. And I really wanted to try to figure out a way that I could interact with people live and really get people involved in the conversation. And I was talking to Paul and I was like, what can we do? And I mentioned that I wanted to start a podcast and he was like, well, why don't we put it on the February Stog page? So yeah, it's like February Stog is really the first sponsor of the podcast. And then I as well, as I mentioned, I'm competing for Miss Canada Globe this year. And part of Miss Canada Globe and part of pageantry is finding who you are and trying to create a platform to make change and make an impact on the world. So that's another big reason why I felt like this was a really good avenue for me to connect with people and create that platform. Cool. And then just to make sure I've got it correct. So so the, is the podcast... And is it just is it just focused around February dog or will it expand into other things you're working on? Yeah, so it's mainly focused on mental health. Okay. And that, yeah, and that's the in like that is the message that we want to get out to people is mental health. Um, we are connecting it with February dogs so that people get the chance to talk with um, the cast members and whatnot. The thing is, February dog, which a lot of people don't know and I think that we're going to start letting people know this tonight on the live. So you're getting a little bit of a pre-scoop here. Uh, is February Stock is actually based on a true story. So a lot of it was based on Paul Chinook's own life and the struggles that he went through. He did lose his job up north working in the oil field and he did go through depression and different difficulties in his life. So a lot of this podcast is going to be talking about the creation of February's dog and where that came from. We're going to touch on a lot of that tonight and hopefully we can show people that they're not alone and that everyone kind of goes through stories like this. So yeah, it, it truly is centered mainly around mental health, but that really truly comes from the film itself. Awesome. And, and then so talking about acting again on a little bit more of a broad scale, uh, what, what for you is the most enjoyable part about acting? That's a great question. So for myself, the thing that I love about acting so much is that you get to experience so many different things. You could be a doctor on a TV show. You could be a police officer you could be anything in a TV show and you get all of these opportunities to try new things. And, you know, Natalie Portman said it really well. Acting is the act of empathy. And I truly do believe that. I consider myself to be a very empathetic person. I do feel like I um, can feel people's feelings and mood around myself. And everyone, I would say, would agree that when somebody is in a bad mood or a good mood around you, it affects your mood. Um, I feel like I'm particularly sensitive to that. And I really feel like February's dog specifically gave me that opportunity 
to feel those emotions and drop into that character. My character's name was Emily Walters, and she went through so much. I'm really, really proud of the fact that I got to kind of emulate who she was as a person and portray that on screen because for an hour and 45 minutes, everyone sitting in that theater watching that is gonna get to live that person's life. And I got to live that girl's life while filming. And to me, that is just such a special opportunity to be able to portray something like that and feel those feelings. And then you can go back to your normal life, right? Awesome, that's actually a perfect segue into uh, my next question. And so the question is, um, is it easier to play a character in a in a in a movie or in a performance if we're talking about theater than to play yourself? Which one's easier? Yeah. Um, well, I, I guess I had to play myself. I suppose on in interviews I do. Um, I would say every character is so unique that it's always a learning curve and it's always a lot of thought. It took me a long time to sit and really get into the mindset and know my character. I think a lot of people don't realize that you have to do a lot of introspection when it comes to acting and you have to think about the things that are true to yourself and then think about the things that are true to your character and adjust. And it's, sometimes it's hard to differentiate those. A lot of actors are method actors and that we've seen some actors go down some really bad roads the joker heath ledger you know yeah and it's easy to get lost in which is me and which is the character so i would say it's not necessarily one of them's harder than the other but the most difficult thing is trying to see both for what they are and keep them separate and really be able to switch back and forth um, without melding them together. Awesome. Obviously, you uh, mentioned that you you are you are Quinn. When, obviously, when you're like doing this and when you're doing uh, other interviews and the live podcast that people will be able to watch uh, later. Um, would you ever like to play uh, Quinn in a future movie? I would love to. I would. I would hope that somebody would ever think I'm interesting <laughs> enough for that. That would be amazing. I. I always find it so fun when I see films, and all of a sudden you see the actor walk in, but they're not a character, and they're very clearly just playing themselves. Sometimes those are the funniest scenes in movies, and I hope that I one day get that opportunity. I would love it. Awesome, and then. Oh, I guess this is a good uh, point um, to talk about uh, the tea fact for the episode. Uh, so today's uh, tea fact is uh, the ideal steeping time uh, depends on the type of tea. Uh, green, uh, green teas um, tend to brew uh, faster, uh, one to three minutes. Uh, well, herbal teas like herbal teas um, may need to steep for up to uh, six minutes. And that comes from countryliving.com. That is a great fact to know. Apart from hearing great stories and, and relaxing and just um, uh, just drinking tea, that's another portion of the show that I enjoy is learning all these uh, different things about tea because you don't, and this is true about a lot of subjects, you don't know how deep you can get into a subject until you start, until you start researching 
which which we could relate to uh, different characters yeah. um, that you played that you start off with by just knowing their name and some of their basic characteristics and then but but by the end you, you feel like you're immersed into their lifestyle and their personality and their emotions and how they react uh, to different scenarios and uh, people yeah definitely and that is again one of the things i love about acting is having that opportunity to do that oh, cool and then uh, very cool and then so obviously as we all know uh, the pandemic is a factor right now how do you and we were talking about this a little bit before the show but we can allude, we can expand on it mm-hmm. how, how do you think the pandemic is going to affect uh, future acting opportunities moving forward especially especially in Canada and uh, the Alberta industry most specifically yeah um I think it's gonna be affected in quite a few ways I know I heard that BC is starting to open up film again so that's kind of interesting we'll see how it goes I think that there's going to be a lot of different protocols I mean film sets are very very strict to begin with So I feel like it's not going to be too difficult of a transition for film to implicate, uh, implement new kind of ways of doing things. Um, I think a lot of it's going to be in the script writing. I I think they're going to include way less crowds, um, way less romantic scenes. I've already heard that. Some people are very excited about that, though. (laughs) I think those are going to be the main things is just less crowds, less romantic scenes. And they're definitely going to be, I think, coming out with more information on that. But I I believe that's going to be more behind closed doors and we will just have to kind of see how things go. That's cool. And then so how how do you think... So, so apart from, so do you think there's going to be the same amount of opportunities, or or, or less, or or, or, more, or just different types of opportunities that could be in there? Hmm. I think it's going to be interesting because first of all, we're in Calgary, and Calgary there's not a huge amount of opportunity to begin with. I think if you really wanted to get into the film industry, you kind of have to just do it like we did. We just created a movie because there wasn't enough roles so creating opportunities yeah I think that you mainly have to create your own opportunity when it comes to the film industry and you really have to fight for it Um, I don't know like I I don't think that there's going to be more or less but one note that I will say is they're going to be very behind on filming (laughs) from having all of this time off and that right there might create more work. Oh, because they're trying to get projects completed faster. So it may take a little bit of the budget. Be compressed. That's just speculation. I don't know if that would translate into the general people having more opportunity, but I do know that they're going to be very busy when they get back to filming. Awesome. Yeah. So I was also reading about um, how, how they're writing a bunch of rules in BC to try and get the film industry started. Because I can't remember where which article I read, but it was talking about how they were trying to kickstart it to potentially create 
more opportunities because you have a lot of movies that come from the, from Hollywood. And obviously the, the situation in the States is a lot more serious than Canada. So they're trying to create almost more opportunities. Yeah, and I believe that the Okanagan, so Kelowna area, is really fighting to get back um, working. I did see a post by Angela Quinn. She's a casting director in Kelowna. And I know that she posted a news article about how they were really fighting to get back open. Awesome. And then let's just take it away from uh, acting in the pandemic for a few minutes. How did you kind of get started more broadly in uh, f- photography? Photography, yeah. Uh, so I kind of started because when I was younger, I through acting, I kind of got into modeling, which most of us do. And I was doing photo shoots and I was enjoying them, but I felt like I didn't have the creative control that I might have if I reached out and started doing more of the photography side of things. Because I would get contacted by photographers and say, hey, would you like to do a shoot? This is the style I'm looking for. And I'm like, well, I've got lots of ideas. Can I bring the style? Yeah, so I started doing that. And that was about six years ago. And then this past year, I decided that I want to specialize in boudoir photography and women's empowerment because I have a lot of female friends and I'm always noticing that women are so down on themselves. They're so negative and they have a hard time seeing their own beauty. No matter what size they are, I want them to know that they are gorgeous. And with my modeling experience, I know how to pose them. I know how to get their good angles and find the best angle for every girl. And kind of I just wanted to show people a different perspective on themselves. So I felt like photography was a really good way to do that. That's awesome that uh, that you're empowering others to. And and I think... And, and, and they probably feel, correct me if I'm wrong, but they probably feel more comfortable because uh, you, you've done some modeling and stuff yourself, so you understand all the different uh, perspectives. So when you see something, it's, it's what's the word, calculated, because, calculated because you talk from personal experience. Definitely, yeah. And having the acting and modeling experience, I'm really comfortable in front of the camera. I know angles. I have tons of experience posing myself. So it's really easy to show a girl a pose. And that's what I do in my shoots is I will do the pose first. And I'll say, this is what I'm asking you to do so that they get a visual first. And then I help them get into the pose. I'll help them put their hands where their hands need to be. I'll explain what expression. And one of the biggest things that's most important to me is creating moments where I can capture a woman's authentic smile and authentic happiness. So my entire shoot is about having an experience with them and having fun and making it more than just taking some pictures. Awesome. So it's more that that it's the whole process in the environment, which is really important. Yeah, they get a full makeover, hair and makeup, everything. Sounds a bunch of fun. Which is what life should be, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the goal. <laughs> awesome. So then, uh, so, so, so as we're coming towards the end of our uh, conversation today, um, well, what, is, what are some uh, plans or goals that you have coming up 
for the rest of 2020 and moving forward. Yeah, I've got a lot. We've kind of covered most of the subjects here today. And really my main goal, I would say, is expanding my network, reaching out, trying to make an impact on my community and every single person that I meet. I really, really want this podcast to reach everyone that it can, even if it just helps one pe- one person, like I would be happy. Um, although I do hope that it reaches more. <laughs> Yeah, and I definitely think that doing things like the pageant and continuing on with the February's dog, I I believe that I'll be able to reach a lot of people. And I believe that combining my forces with everyone that I meet, even meeting you and doing other interviews and doing my podcast and then promoting all of this through Miss Canada, I hope to really create a large platform where I can help people. Uh, and also, and it's also really neat on how you can utilize all the different things you're doing um, as part of um, Miss Canada to show your depth. Yeah, hopefully. And I, you know, there's a lot of stigmas about pageantry. And I also hope to address some of those because ever since I became a national finalist in this pageant, it's been a wild ride. And one of the things that I'm so excited about is the fact that Miss Canada and pageantry in general is really honestly about turning in and looking on yourself and trying to grow and trying to discover who you are as a person and then create your platform around who you are and try to reach out to people and bring them into your platform and work together. So I think a lot of people don't know that about pageantry, but that's one thing that I'm really excited for. And I and I just love that it's motivating me to do that type of thing. Awesome. And, and then... So as we kind of close out to today, is there, is there anything that you'd like to ask me? Uh, where can I share this? It's going to be on your Facebook page. I, uh, uh, sure, sure. So, so um, all the uh, I'm trying to. It's a weird conundrum. I'm trying to uh, push more people to my website. Okay. To, to watch episodes. So teawithmike.com. But what we can do is I'll I'll put a clip from today's episode on onto the Facebook page, and then I can also give you uh, kind of the link for YouTube too. So I'll, I can send it. I'll send you all the links, and then and then you can pr- promote it in I guess whatever way works for you. In addition to to what I'm doing, and we can collaborate. Yeah, I love it. And one more thing: what is your favorite thing about interviewing people? Uh, I guess my, my favorite thing about interviewing people is every episode is so unique. And so, every, no joke, even the episodes that I don't feel I've clicked as well with the person that I'm interviewing, I've always learned something from every single episode about topics that I may have not Googled myself, like pageantry, and there's been a whole bunch of other topics. So I guess just the the knowledge the knowledge path i love it well thank you so much for having me on today i really appreciate it no problem guys uh, so th- thanks to quinn uh, for being here and spending some time uh, talking to me today and uh, you'll be able to catch this episode at teawithmike.com thanks again quinn thank you bye 
It's the Tea with Mike show.